Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lakota Sichas, Chelikir Aleph, Parshas Yisrael, Sicha Beis. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's Parsha, we learn about the Isser to do Malacha on Shabbos. We learn it in the Asaras Adibris. And the sicha will talk about and present that there is an Isser Midrabanon to even talk about Malacha. There is a Midrabanon not to think about Malacha. We'll explain the difference why doing Malacha is Asr Medatera. Talking about Malacha is only Asr Medrabanon. And not to think about Malacha is only a Midas Chasidus. We'll explain the end of Tanya based on this. And also the connection between the end of Tanya and the beginning of Tanya. And we'll also show where we see these concepts in Halacha. The Sikha starts by presenting and explaining a teaching from the Yerushalmi. So from the Pasuk in our Parsha, in Aserus Adibris, where it speaks about Shabbos, and it says, Shabbos la Hashem so it's learned in the Yerushalmi, Shveis ka Hashem, you should be Shavis like Hashem, Ma Kodesh Baruch Hu Shavos Mimaymer, just like Hashem, was Shavis from speech, Af Atosh Mimaymer, you too should be Shavis from speech, meaning that the Chachamim decreed Shvisa from speech about Malacha and Shabbos and Asmechu Akra. So this is something which is from the Chachamim, it's not from the Torah, but they supported it from a Pasuk in the Torah. And they explained as follows, the explanation of the teaching is as follows, that just like a person has to be Shavis from Malacha, because because in six days Hashem created, He made the world. Also, he did it with action, and he rested on the seventh day. So just like a person has to rest from his malacha, because that's what Hashem did, so so too a person has to be shavis from his speech of malacha, because that's what Hashem did. The Gemara in the Yerushalmi over there continues and presents a story. There's a story with a certain chassid, that he went for a walk in his vineyard on Shabbos. He saw over there an area that was broken, one of the fences. And he thought to fix the fence on Moitzah Shabbos. Omar, he said, Since I thought to fix the fence after Shabbos, I thought of this on Shabbos. I will never fix that fence. Meaning, what the Yerushalmi is telling us over here is that it's Midas Chassidus to even be careful of thinking of Malacha. Now, the Rebbe explains that since this story in the Yerushalmi comes in direct continuation to the Drash of Shabbat Lashem, which he learns over there means Hashem, you should rest like Hashem rested. So it's understood that also being careful from thinking of Malacha is connected to the teaching of Shvaiska Hashem. And the explanation is that we're going to say as follows, that just like speech creates almond galyon, it creates the revealed worlds, so too thought creates almond stimin, the hidden worlds. Because Hashem's speech creates worlds that are revealed, just like speech reveals what a person's thinking. And Hashem's thought creates hidden worlds, just like a person's, thought, a person's thoughts are hidden. And Hashem was shavis mikol melachtei, not just from creating the revealed worlds, but also the hidden worlds. And so we learn from there, shavis ka Hashem, you should rest like Hashem, midis chasidis includes in it that a person should also rest from thinking about malacha. And the question is, since the central point for the chiv of a person to be shavis from all his activities, in all three areas of action, speech, and thought, is because Hashem was Shavis from all of His work in action, speech, and thought. So since they're all coming from the same place, so why are they different in their Isser? That action, doing Malach and action, is also Menatera. 
Not to speak about Malacha is only also Midirabanon. And to avoid thoughts about Malacha is only something which is a Midizachasidus. Why do we have this distinction in these three categories? Regarding the difference between actual Malacha itself, that it's also Minatera, and speech about Malacha, that it's only awesome in the Rabbanon, so that Samach Tzaddik explains that the reason for the difference between the Shvisa from the doing of Malacha and the Shvisa from speech of Malacha is because by Hashem, the Shvisa from speech is really like Shvisa from doing. It's not the same as a person's Shvisa from speech. Since from Hashem's speech comes action through Hashem speaking, the world was created, which is not the case by people. By people, speech and action are separated. And that's why speech isn't awesome in Atayra, since our speech is not the same as Hashem's speech. And nevertheless, it says in Divrei Kabbalah, V'davr Davr, which means that a person should avoid speaking about Malacha. And the reason is, since ultimately Hashem was Shaivis from speech, like it says in the Yerushalmi. So that, that's how the Tzemach explains the difference between the Isser to be Shaivis from action and the Isser to be Shaivis from speech. However, there's a difficulty with this. This still seems to need an explanation. And the question is that since Menatera, we are not commanded on Shvisa from speech of Malacha. The reason is, since it doesn't create an action by a person, meaning that we can't compare a person's speech to Hashem's speech. A person's speech doesn't create an action. Hashem's speech does create. So if that's the case, then we have a question in the other direction. Why did the Chachamim make it usher based on Shvais Ka Hashem? We should be Shavis like Hashem is Shavis. Just like Hashem was Shavis from speech, we should be Shavis from speech. How could we compare our speech to Hashem's speech? They're totally different. So how could we use this Pasuk as a basis for saying that Medirabonon, a person is obligated to be Shavis from speech of Malacha and it's also for a person to speak about Malacha on Shabbos. So we'll understand this first teaching with the questions on it by first explaining what's taught at the end of Tanya regarding being careful of one speech on Shabbos. Dr. Rebbe says over there, the gam yizor ma'id, a person should also be very careful, shum that he shouldn't speak any sicha b'telach And he explains, ki mitzvahs, by all the mitzvahs there is the pnimius of the mitzvah and the chitzenius of the mitzvah. The chitzenius part of Shabbos is shvisa ma'asiyah gashmis that a person should be shavis from physical thing doing. Just like Hashem rested from making the physical heaven and earth. And then he explains what's the panimis of Shabbos. And first he explains what is the zacher, the positive part, and then what is the shamer, what a person has to do, the negative part, what he has to withhold from. So by the panimis of Shabbos, he, ha-kavona betfilos of Shabbos, of it's the kavona of the davening of Shabbos and the learning of Torah, l'davka ba-shem echad, it has to be for Hashem. This is the Zacher part of Shabbos, the positive part. And the Shomer is It's the Shvisa, the resting from speech of physical things. Just like Hashem rested from the ten Mamaris, that through them was created the physical heaven and earth. And there are three questions here. 
Number one, it should have been enough to just explain that Shamar B'Pnimis is from speech. The Alter Rebbe starts off by saying a person should be careful from speaking any Sikha B'Telech HaSashom. He then explains, because in Shabbos there is the Pnimis and the Chetzenius, he describes what the Chetzenius is. The next step should be, it would seem that it should be, that the Pnimis of Shamar is that a person should avoid speech of Sikha B'Telech on Shabbos. Instead, the Alter Rebbe first tells us what Zohar is, the positive part. So it seems from the fact that he inserts that, that it has a connection to this, that Zohar B'Pnimius is the Kavona in Torah and Tefillah to attach oneself to Hashem. The question is, how does it come in and how does it help us understand what Shomer is? The second question is, why does the Alter Rebbe add at the end, Shinuvru Behem Shemayim Varetz Gashmim? He says a person should be Shavis Midiburim Gashmim, like Hashem was Shavis from the Yud Maimaris, and he adds on that with these Maimaris, Nivru Behem Shemayim Varetz Gashmim. Why does he add on these words which seem unnecessary? And to the contrary, not only are they unnecessary, according to what the Tzemach Tzedek explained, that the reason our speech of Malach on Shabbos is not awesome and a terror is because we can't compare it to Hashem's speech since Hashem's speech creates and ours doesn't then according to that these extra words actually show why we can compare the speech of Hashem to our speech so it minimizes the comparison the Alter Rebbe is saying a person should be shavis from the Burm Gashmim like Hashem was shavis from the Yud Maimaris and then these extra words bring out how we can compare it to our speech because Hashem's Maimaris created the physical world so why does the Alter Rebbe add these words? And the third question is, at the beginning over here, we're talking about Sikha Betela. So what is the diuk of the word Gashmiim? That a person has to be Shavis Midiburim Gashmiim? Just like Hashem was Shavis from the Yud Maimaris, that would then be created the Shemaim Va'aretz Gashmiim. What is the diuk of the usage of the word over here, Gashmiim, and showing the link, the Diburim Gashmiim and the Shemaim Va'aretz Gashmiim? We're now going to present an Hashem of the Sikha that with this idea, we're going to answer all of the questions. So the explanation in all of this is as follows. In the three Kaychas and Nefesh of Machshava, Thought, Dibur, Speech, and Maisa Action, the Kaycha Maisa is different than the two Kaychas of Machshava and Dibur. And the difference is that the Kaycha Maisa, its whole being is an action with something outside of the person. person is doing something with an object, with an item, it's outside of him. Meaning that the Kaycha Maisa is separate from the person and it manifests and impacts in something outside of the person. Whereas by Machshava and Dibur, their whole being is in the person themselves. What are Machshava and Dibur? Both of them are there to reveal a person's understanding, a person's perspective, a person's opinions, and a person's feelings. Machshava reveals it to the person himself. The person thinks about their understanding, perspective, opinion, and feelings, and they process it for themselves. And Dibur reveals it to another person. So there is a fundamental difference between the Kayach HaMaisa and the Kayachis of Machshava and Dibur. However, in Machshav and Dibur themselves, when we look at it more specifically, there's a great difference between Machshav and Dibur in their relationship to Maisa. They're fundamentally different than Maisa, but in their relationship to Maisa, there is a fundamental difference between Machshav and Dibur themselves. And the difference is that the Oseis HaMachshav, the letters of a person's thoughts, they're very ruchnius and abstract. There's no actual substance to them in terms of something physical, and they have no connection to Misa. They're completely distant from the Misa, and therefore it's only in a person, and it can impact somebody outside of the person. 
Whereas Oisius Adibur, the letters of a person's speech, they're Gashmias. There's a breath, the person's moving their lips, and they're separate from a person. And they have a connection, and even more so, they have a closeness to Misa. And therefore, we see that Dibur, although it's distant from Misa, it can force a Misa. Like we know, there's a lava of Mechamer for a person to get his animal to do something on Shabbos, and it could be done, that physical action of the animal, a person can make it happen with their speech by telling the animal to do something. And also we know it says, Dvar Melech Shiltin, a king gives a command and things things are, are done. And even though by Machshava also a person thinks about something and then does it, but they're not close to one another. Yes, there is a thought and afterwards the person does something, but there's no closeness between the thought and the action. It's just that the, before the action happens, the person thought about it. Whereas by the Dibur, those words themselves, they have a closeness to Maisa. They themselves are physical, and but because of that, they can actually cause in a direct way a mice and action to happen. We're now going to move into an extended side discussion, which the whole point of it is to show how we also find this distinction between Machshava and Dibur in their relationship to Maisa in Halacha. It says in Gemara, both in Bava Metziah and Sanhedrin, the Gemara says over there, brings a teaching, Itmar was stated, if a person stopped his animal from eating while doing work by yelling at the animal, so there's an argument here, Rabbi Yechanan Amar Chayev, Rabbi Yechanan says he's Chayev for going against this love that a person is not allowed to stop his animal from eating while working. Why is he Chayev if he just used his, his words, there was no action here. Akimas piv, have a maisa. The movement of his mouth, that's considered a maisa. Rishlokish Omar, Rishlokish said, Potter, he's Potter. The reason is, Kala loy have a maisa. A person's voice, person talking is not considered a maisa. And Taisvis asks and answers as follows. Tema, it's a wonder. The Beperik Gimel de Shvuas, in the third parak of Shvuas, Amr Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan said, Omer Hoya Rabbi Yehudam Mishum Rabbi Yesi Aglili. Any love that doesn't have a maisa, a person doesn't get malchus for it. Chutz, except for three. Nishba, umeymar, umekal chaver b'shem. Those are the only three where a person gets malchus, even though it's a love shem b'maisa. And so Taisus asks, Rabbi Yechanan Amar Hocha, Rabbi Yechanan himself, who's the author over there of the teaching in Shavuos, Amar Rabbi Yechanan, he says over here, that the movement of a person's mouth is considered a maisa. And if so, so why does he say over there that any love that doesn't have a maisa, a person doesn't get malchus except for these three? And he counts three that are all done with a person's speech, which Rabbi Yechon over here says is a maisa. And Teisvis answers, Rabbi Yechon is not saying that the movement of a person's mouth is a maisa. In general, he's not saying it except over here. Why over here is he saying it? In the case of Chosma Bekel, when he stopped his animal from eating, Mishum Maisa. Since through his speech, an actual Maisa was done. That's not what happened by Nishpa when a person swears. All he did was swear in a way that's forbidden. And so to the other cases. It's only over here he considers it an action because through his speech, because the animal now is going and doing work in the field without eating. So an action resulted from a speech. There and only there does Rabbi Yechanan say that the speech is considered a Maisa. And the Rebbe asks, the reason of Rabbi Yechanan is written clearly in the Gemara. The Gemara says that that the movement of a person's mouth is a Maisa. 
And according to Teisvis, it's not because Akim Asfas of Havamaisa. It's not a mice over here because the movement of a person's mouth, of a person's lips, is a mice, but rather because through his dibber, the animal does a mice. So how does Teisvis fit with the Gemara? The Gemara doesn't say because the animal did a mice. It says because Akim Piv of a mice. Because the movement of a person's mouth is a mice. Later in the same Teisvis, Teisvis asks a question on what he just said, that Akimas Piv have a Maisa, the movement of a lips, is a Maisa only when it creates a Maisa outside of the person, like when a person stopped the animal from, from eating while it was working. So later Teisvis quotes the question in the Gemara in Sanhedrin, on the opinion of Rabbi Echanon, that Rabbi Echanon says, Akimas Svasav have a Maisa. So the Gemara in Sanhedrin asks, how does Rabbi Echanon say that Megadif and Edim Zaymimin, a person who curses Hashem, and false witnesses, how could he say they don't have a Maisa if he holds, like in our Gemara here, the Chosma Bekeil, that when a person stopped the animal from eating while it was working, is Chayiv because the movement of one's lips is a Maisa. And the Gemara answers over there, shiny Edim Zaymimin. We'll see what this means in a moment. The Yashnam Edim Zaymimin are different because by them there's Re'iyah, there's seeing. So Taisus has a question on what he just said. We see that the Gemara over there is asking from Megadif on Chosma Bekel. Now we just said, Taisus established that Chosma Bekel is only considered a Maisa with a Dibur because it creates a Maisa outside of the person. It stopped the animal from eating. But by Megadif, that never happened. When a person cursed, that's not what happened. So, so we see the Gemara is comparing them. According to Taisus, how could they be compared? So Taisus explains that the question isn't on Megadif. The Gemara just bundles together Megadif and Edim Zaymin. However, the question is not from Megadif. Because loy covered ma'isa b'dibur, because no ma'isa ends up being from his dibur, and only on Adam Zaymin. The question is only by Adam Zaymin, since through their words, misavid ma'isa, there is a ma'isa that results. She mischayev and so the Gemara asks, how could he say Adam Zaymin is not a ma'isa if it results in a ma'isa outside of the person, and he holds that chasma b'kail when he stopped the animal from doing, from eating while it was working, it's considered a ma'isa because through his words there was a ma'isa that happened. And there's a question on this part of Teisvus. According to what Teisvus said, that the reason Chosma Bekel is considered a Maisa is not because of the Dibur itself, but rather because the Maisa, since a Maisa resulted through his Dibur, then what's the Gemara's answer explaining why Adam Zaymin is different? That it doesn't have a Maisa because shiny Adam Zaymin, the Yeshnam Bereiyah. Adam Zaymin is different because there's Re'iyah. What does it mean there's Re'iyah? Rachi says this means that it's all built on what they say that they saw, and there's no there's no ma'isa in seeing, so therefore you can't compare it because by them it's built on seeing, which doesn't have a ma'isa. But why does that matter? According to Taisus, the the one point that matters is bidi bure kavid ma'isa. If a ma'isa resulted outside of the person, and here it did result in a in a ma'isa, just like chasma bekel, the animal didn't eat. Also by Adam Zaymin through their Dibur, which is built on their Re'iyah, Mis'avid Ma'isa, there is a Ma'isa, Shem Ischayev HaNidin, that the person they're testifying against is Ischayev in the Din. And the explanation is based on what we said before about the difference between the relationship of Machshava to Ma'isa and Dibur to Ma'isa. We spoke about that special relationship that exists between Dibur and Ma'isa. So Taisus does not mean to say that a person gets punished for a Ma'isa, that Ma'isa that was done through others, but that he caused, like in the case of the animal, that he caused it to work without eating. And the reason Taisus doesn't mean to say that is because you can't punish somebody, you can't punish someone for something that they didn't do. 
Rather, the intent of Taisus is to say that when a person causes Misa through his Dibur, so since the Misa came about only through the Dibur of the person, therefore it's considered a continuation of that Dibur and a part of that Dibur. And so therefore this is not just Dibur, but rather it has a Misa in it. And the Rebbe brings a concept that we find similar to this, is the idea of We know that a person makes a shliach, he verbally assigns someone to be a shliach, and then that person's actions become attributed to him. And this is especially if we say that doesn't mean the person himself is in his place, or that his kayach is in his place, but just the action is attributed to the one who sent him. So we have Dibur creating a Maisa. And this is also the meaning of the words of Rabbi Yechanan in the Gemara. This is how Taisus understands when Rabbi Yechanan says, Akimas piv have that the action of chasma, that he caused the animal to work and, and not be able to eat, is an extension of the akima of the person's speaking, since dibur is something physical and is close to maisa. So it's considered an extension of the maisa. And therefore, this only applies by dibur and not machshava, which machshava, as we said, is ruchnius. And Maisa, since is physical, it cannot be a continuation to it, since it's totally separate from it. And similar to this is by Shlichus, that a person's making a Shliach won't work unless the other person is similar to him. Like we find that by Shlichus, a Yid could only make a Yid to be a Shliach. But if it's so distant that it's a guy, then the two can't connect. Like it says, Ma'atem Bnei Bris, Af Shluchachem have to be Bnei Bris. And so too by the Adam Zemimin. Since everything results from their Re'iyah, what they saw and seeing is very removed from Misa, it cannot be considered attached to the Misa that ends up happening afterwards. We can't attribute that to them since it starts with Re'iyah, which is removed from Misa, since it's not like Dibur, which is already somewhat physical. Now we'll come back to the neshama of the sicha and add another detail. Until now, we just went off to the side and showed where the, this earlier part about the relationship that machshava has to ma'isa and dibra has to ma'isa, how it's found in halacha. So now we're going to come back and put into place one more part, and then we'll be able to lead into the answer of our original question and also the other question on the tanya. So the part that we're adding is that, however, this distinction between machshava and dibra. In the in the in the way they are connected to Maisa, that Machshava is not connected to it at all, and Dibur is is only by a person down here that his actions are outside of him, and therefore his Machshava, which is Ruchnis, is in close and connected to his Maisa, his actions that are outside of him, unlike his Dibur, which is connected to the Maisa that's outside of him. But by Hashem, also his Machshava does and creates. It's impactful. And the difference is only in the manner of creation. That from his machshava, so being that it's more hidden, hidden worlds are created. And from his dibur, being that it's more revealed, our world, which is a revealed world, revealed world, is created. So it's understood based on this, that the machshava of a person has no similarity to the machshava of Hashem. Since it can't do a maisa, and it has no connection to the maisa. But the dibur of a person, since it can do a maisa, the maisa has a closeness to it, so it has a similarity to the Dibur of Hashem, even though by a person his Dibur isn't an actual Maisa and it only causes a Maisa, but still it has a closeness to the Maisa and it has a connection to the Maisa and it could directly cause a Maisa in a way that we could connect the two of them. Like we brought the examples of Mechamer and Dvar Melech Shiltin. Based on this, we can now explain the differences that 
the Maisa of Malacha is Asman Atayra, the Dibur of Malacha is only Asman Adirabanon, and the Machshava of Malacha is only Midasach Hasidus. Because the general reason for Shvisa and Shabbos is Kisheshis Yomim Asa Hashem. Hashem did. And therefore a person has to be Shavis from Maisa, which is similar to what Hashem was Shavis from. And even though Hashem was also Shavis from Machshava and Dibur, nevertheless, since by a person, the Machshava and Dibur don't do a Maisa, so it's not part of the mitzvah. Hashem's machshav and dibur is part of maisa. So a person only has to be shevis menatera from maisa. And nevertheless, since there is some similarity between the dibur of a person and the dibur of Hashem, that also the dibur of a person, although it doesn't make a maisa, it can force a maisa, it can force an action. Therefore the Rabbanon, who what is their role? To make us with things that are similar to what's already asr menatera, so they included Dibur in Shvais Hashem because it's similar to the Dibur of Hashem. And even though they made Aser, even the Dibur about Malacha, not just a Dibur that not just a Dibur that makes a Malacha happen, even if it's a Dibur about Malacha, it's not actually connected to a to an actual Malacha. The connection is that the Mohos of the Dibur, the Dibur itself, we said it, it's a type of entity that's close to Maisa. The muhus of the Dibur of a person is similar to the muhus of the Dibur of Hashem in that it's close to Maisa. And the Rebbe brings a whole Hemshech over here, how we find in Allah, we find this in Allah in the approach of the Magad Mishnah on the opinion of the Rambam, which you could look in, inside the Sikha for to see that explanation. But regarding a person's machshava, we'll move on to machshava now. So since it doesn't have any similarity to the machshava of Hashem, because it's not a Maisa and it's not even close to Maisa, it's completely distant from Maisa, so there's no place to make it Asr, even with the Rabbanon, because Rabbanon only asks for things that are similar, and this is not similar at all. However, a Chassid who goes Lufnimish or Sadin, and is attached to Hashem, he has a Dveikas to Hashem, he's also Shavis from Machshava. Since Bepayal, what did Hashem do? That's what Hashem did. He was Shavis from Machshava. So a chassid who is davak attached to Hashem, he wants to do what Hashem did. Hashem was shavus from machshava, so it's midas chassidus for a person to be shavus even from machshava of malacha. This answers the second and third question that we asked on the end of Tanya, and the first question we'll answer a little later. The Atarebbe's intent over here is to explain two things. Number one, to explain the reason for the Isser Shalei Shum Sicho And number two, to explain why this only applies in Dibur and not Machshava. And that's why he emphasizes, Shvisam Diburim Gashmiyim, Hashem Yudmai Maris, and he adds on, Shenivru Behem Shemayim Varetz Gashmiyim. Because this explains both of the points. The reason it applies to Dibur why does the Isser, Shalei L'Suach Shum Sicha Betela, apply in Shabbos? Since the Dibur of a person is Gashmi, Shvisam Yudiburim Gashmim. By saying the word Gashmim, he means to say that it's a Gashmi, it's a good thing, it's palpable, it has substance, it has a connection to Maisa. The Dibur of a person is Gashmi and can therefore cause a Maisa. So it's similar to the Dibur of Hashem, which since it's close to Maisa, so to speak, it created Shemaim Var, it's Gashmim. And this also explains that why this reason doesn't apply by Machshava, since by a person it's not close to Maisa. Machshava is very distant from Maisa, and is therefore not similar to the Machshava of Hashem, which does create a Maisa. So the Altar is using the words Mediburim Gashmiyim and Shemaivaretz Gashmiyim to emphasize that the Dibur has a connection, our Dibur has a connection to the Dibur of Hashem, 
and is also bringing out that he created Shemayim Varetz Gashmiim to show how it's not applicable. This idea is not applicable to Machshava that doesn't have any connection to Misa whatsoever, and it's totally a spiritual and abstract thing. According to this, we can now explain the connection between the beginning and the end of Tanya. In the beginning of Tanya, it says, Mashbim tzadik rasha. In Shemaim, they make the Neshama swear to be a Tzadik and not be a Rasha. And it's known the question of how does the Shavuah help? And the Tzamech Tzadik explains that what the Shavuah does is, it awakens the Makifim of the Neshama, that these stronger Kaychas should shine on the part of the Neshama that's in the body. So we see there in the beginning of Tanya as well, the connection between Dibur, which is the Shavuah, that's a Shavuah, an oath, is something which is in Dibur, which is close to Maisa, like we said, Dibur is close to Maisa. We see the connection between Dibur, which is close to Maisa, and Maisa, which is the actual fulfillment of the Shavuah through doing Torah and Mitzvahs. We're now going to come back to the answer of our original question and explain it in the style of Teres HaChassidus. And then we're going to go to answer the first question on the Tanya. So in the style of Teres HaChassidus, Rizal tells us, And the reason is because a person is forced to fulfill Divrei Teira. He's obligated to do it. And so it only reflects a level of connection to Hashem where a person does what he was clearly commanded to do. So it's a lower level of connection. But the connection of a person to Hashem through Divrei Seifim is deeper. Because the idea of not being satisfied to, do, to just do what one is commanded and to therefore take on Chumras, which that's essentially what Chazal do. They add Chumras to things that are similar to the Yisurim, shows that his doing the mitzvahs is with an inner desire and an inner pleasure. But still, even on that level, the person is his own entity, he's his own mitzvahs. It's just that his desire and pleasure is an elokus, Higher than this is a chassid, especially on the level of what it says, a zeo chassid, hamischassidim kainei. What that means is, it's where he isn't the metzias for himself at all. And his whole metzias, his whole existence, is to give Hashem nachas ruach. And corresponding to these three levels in the Aveda, the level of a person, there are three levels in the revelation of Elikus, we'll start with the highest. The highest is Machshava. By Machshava, there is no place whatsoever for anything outside of Hashem. And from the level of Machshava, Almin Stimin, the hidden worlds, which are bottled, they're hidden because they don't have any separate entity, they're created from Machshava. Then we have Dibur. Dibur, er, Dibur gives place to a world that feels it's a separate entity. But it's in a way that it goes down and changes into Maisa. Like we know from Hashem's Dibur, is made of Maisa. Why doesn't it stay in the level of Dibur? Since Dibur, although it gives place for there to be another, the idea of Dibur is to reveal, to to say, to speak what's inside of the person. And so in order that it should create a world that is separate from Hashem, that doesn't feel Hashem, the Dibur has to change into Maisa. And then we have Maisa itself, which is the Chitzenius of the Kayach that's creating that the most outer part of the Kayach, it becomes Kivyachal, so to speak, separated from Hashem and fully manifested in the worlds. So we have these three levels, Nomailo Lamata. According to this, we can explain the three differences in the Shvisa and Shabbos. By seeing where the person is holding, we'll see what level of Elikos he's connected to. So through the connection of Minatera, that the Torah only commands a person about Maisa Mitzvahs. So through the connection of a person with Elikus, through his Maisa alone, which is a Yichud Chitzayni, just the outer part of a person, so he feels the Chitzayni of Elikus. And so all he feels is Hashem's Shvisa from Maisa. And that's why Minatera, only Maisa is Aser. 
Then we move on to Divrei Seifrim. So through the interconnection telekus, which happens through Divrei Seifrim, where we said the person is excited about it. So Lekus shines in a revealed way, which is the idea of Dibra, which is to reveal. But still, there's the person and there's Hashem. He's doing what Hashem wants. So it's still Dibra. And he's attached to the level of Dibra above. And so he feels the Shvisa of Hashem also from Dibra. And a Chassid that isn't a Metzias for himself, like we said, He's not a Metzius for himself whatsoever, so also the level of Machshava, which gives no place to anything outside of Hashem, shines by him. And so he also feels the Shvis of Hashem from Machshava. The last part that we just learned, that was a beer, Al P. Chassidus, about the three different categories, is not just a beer on what we learned beforehand, but it also leads into the answer of the one last question that has not yet been answered. And that is, why does the author ever speak about Zohar? about the inner part of Zohar, which is the Kavana Betfilah, the Dafka by Hashem Echad, when his intent over there is to talk about the Shomer, which is not talking Sikha Betela on Shabbos. So according to this, it's understood what the Rebbe first talks about, the inner explanation of Zohar, that it's Kavana Betfilah, Chulu, the Dafka by Hashem Echad. Since this adds in the understanding of why a person must be Shavis from the Burim Gashmim, just like Hashem was, this comes from his Dveikus. It's the Kavana Betfilah, the Dafka by Hashem Echad. It's talking about the Dveikus, because it's that Dveikus to Hashem that as a result, he feels Hashem's Shvisa from Dibra. Like we said, it comes from a higher level of Dveikus. And nevertheless, the Alter Rebbe only warns from Shvisa from Dibur and not the higher level of, of Dveikus. That as a result of that Dveikus, there's also a warning of Shvisa from Achshava. Since Atera al to Daber, and this higher level that a person doesn't feel his existence whatsoever, and he's entirely bottled to Hashem, is only for Yechidah's Gula.